Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Out of intense complexities, intense simplicities emerge. One-liners tell us what we need to know without the faff. Here's one from the Bible. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. This single line prompts action, praises God, and prescribes our forgiveness, so let's explore it together. Simplification works against us when we need to deeply consider an issue. However, when we need a quick solution, it serves us well. Imagine that you are tired, worn down, and feeling guilt about a sin you committed. What do you do? The chances are you don't reach for John Owen's On the Mortification of Sin, as good as that book is, or wait around until you have the opportunity to read the Bible. Most likely you dip into your mind to see what encouragement is already stored there. This verse from 1 John has upheld me on countless occasions, to the extent I've even memorised it, and that's why I share it with you today. If you forget everything else in this beacon, just remember this. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I hope it will get you through a long Monday or help you recover from one at 6pm. Let's look at three components of this verse to understand how it helps us and why it's so good. The first component is confession. This verse describes a situation when we confess our sins to God and what happens as a result. This is the primary action we are called to as fallible human beings who constantly sin against God. Is there any good reason we should confess? Yes. Earlier, Chapter 1 verse 8 says we deceive ourselves if we claim we don't have any sin in us, and in 1 verse 10 we make God out to be a liar. Simply put, all human beings sin, and all of us need our relationship with God restored through his forgiveness. And why would we possibly say that we have no sin? Well, perhaps it's because we only see the big sins like murder and adultery as sin, but not the things like anger and lust which lie underneath the big outward actions. Perhaps we only compare ourselves to human beings around us rather than God. Perhaps we are too afraid to admit it or think about it. It's easy to see why all of us react in those ways to God sometimes. In 1 John 1 verse 5, we are confronted with God's perfection. There is no darkness in him at all. How are we to live up to that and what hope is there for us? And I'll answer this as we go along. The second component I notice in this verse is God's character. If we are worried about God's perfection and our shortcomings, the second part of this verse gives us hope because it shows us a vital part of God's character. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. God, in his perfection, doesn't want to burn us to a crisp or kick us away. He wants us to come to him, redirect our lives and be saved. Confession is encouraged based upon his character because he is faithful and just to forgive us. What makes him just to forgive our sin? Don't we deserve to be punished when we do something wrong, especially against someone so great? How can it be just to let something like that go? Jesus willingly chose to receive the penalty we deserve for our sin and died on a cross, even though he lived a perfect life. God brought him back to life because of his perfection, and now everyone who trusts in Jesus can be forgiven because the penalty for sin has been paid. So when I say trust in Jesus... I am particularly thinking of trusting in his perfectly lived life to save us, rather than worrying about our own qualifications and good deeds. If we trust in God, it is just for God to forgive us, 
because Jesus has already paid the price for our sins. He's already done the time we deserved. So we are also assured of forgiveness when we do confess. And the third component of this verse is the extent of forgiveness, with the verse saying this, faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Not some unrighteousness, not lots of unrighteousness, but all unrighteousness. Not some types of sin, not many types of sin, but our sin, whatever it is. I love this aspect of the verse because in a couple of words it confirms the magnitude of God's forgiveness with zero qualification or hesitation. There is no sin that God cannot forgive if we confess it to him. All sin can be forgiven in all its many forms. So what's the catch? If any, the catch is that we need to come to him and confess it. This doesn't mean confessing each and every sin we've ever committed, but it does mean, as a whole, confessing that we are sinners who have sinned against him. The opposite is a person who believes that they don't need God's forgiveness and therefore they don't confess their sins to him at all. I love this verse because as soon as you hear it, there is something to do with it. It cuts through the crap of, woe is me, I can't be forgiven, or I don't need forgiveness. We can confess anything, be forgiven for everything, and see the goodness of God who enables us to do all of this. The exploration of this verse is a summary, and I encourage you to read the full chapter to get a fuller picture. The beauty of this short verse is that we can easily apply it, quickly memorize it, and use it constantly in our lives to fend off Satan's accusations and our own pride in moping around. I hope it encourages you today to explore the riches of God hinted in this short one-liner. Let me pray. I thank you that you forgive our sins when we confess them to you. I thank you, Lord God, that you are always looking out for us and looking over us, and all of this is possible because of what Jesus has done. Lord God, I pray that this week you'd help us to focus on what you have done for us and just to rejoice in it and to be at peace because you have saved us and be at peace because you always stand there ready to forgive us. Help us to run to you with our sins, with our failures, with our problems and to confess it to you and to turn away and forget it no more because you also say that you cast our sin as far as the east is from the west and remember it no more. Lord, I thank you that you give us a clean slate. Lord, you forgive us and you change us as well. And I pray, Lord God, that we would be able to share that with people around us as well and that people would see the change in us as we accept your forgiveness as well. I pray that you bless us this week and help us to live rejoicing and trusting in you. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, Join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.